Guten Tag and bienvenidos, doofuses. It's Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. Today's episode celebrates the stupid, embraces the imbecile, coddles the cretin, and dallies with the dorks. Our contestants today will be listing their top five most moronic moments and immortalizing them as buildings in those hallowed halls of academia, universities. What a juxtaposition. Our first dim-witted dingus is so densely simple-minded, he makes Michael Scott look like Professor Stephen Hawking. He's got a rancid pile of mashed potatoes living rent-free between his ears where a brain should be. It's Mitch Brinkman. Hello, Mitch. How are you? <laughs> you should know I stopped eating mashed potatoes years ago for carb purposes, so I do appreciate that you realize uh, it's still part of my brain. So, um, But... Uh, Fuck you, I think is the thing, but also probably do something dumb later, and that's why I'm a contestant on today's show. So thank you very much. Precisely. And facing Mitch today, racing to the bottom of the good sense cesspool, is the man whose head is so thick it was used as a doorstop in the Brandenburg Gate. It's Brian Ernst. Brian, yeah. welcome. Hello. Yes, my mother wishes I was a C-section. Hello. How are you? Oh. Oh. You know, Brian. Brian, we share that because my mom always said when I was born. Also, big head over here, real large noggin. Yeah. Uh, she said. She said it, it was. It was like the California coast came to her. People were surfing out of her after I let all that water go when I came out. So. Um, but. Oh man. Dear I was gosh. actually yeah. I, I was ripped out with a vacuum. That's how I was pulled out. And my mom got her wish, and the second oh. child was my sister got the C-section. So I was sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> if you are oh. so foolish as to not know how the game works, here are the inane rules we've come up with. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host, who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Brian, I've already seen your list because you senselessly put your email password as password, and I was able to log in and take a peek, so you win the pre-show Very stupidity smart. challenge and can go first. Oh, Dope, dude. Good job, man. Hey, well, I'm not the one who sounds like I'm on the inside of a toilet bowl. Where are you coming to us from anyway today? I, I'm, I'm, t I'm coming to you from the Holiday Inn Express uh, Suites in Phoenix, Arizona on University Drive. I'm just southeast of beautiful Phoenix Sky Harbor International <laughs> Airport, just across the quote unquote river. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's where I am. I see. I know. I see. It's a hotel room. It, no, I was going to say Holiday mm -hmm. didn't get our letter where we expected podcast rooms in every business center across the United States. But, but more, know, more specifically, right? you are coming from the bathroom in the room <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly this is the least echoiest room of my room you know here so um i do have two beds which means space for two beds which means a lot of room to echo so this is the smallest area for me to to put cast from also but, means things aren't uh, going and, that well on the home front but anyways brian what was <laughs> hey, your number five <laughs> oh, okay my number five stupid thing that i'd like to immortalize 
in the collegiate area. I'm calling the Brian A. Ernst Hall of Thermodynamics. And this is where I threw snow on a hot grill that had a glass front. Um, so now this grill was on the deck and it had the see-through thing. Okay. Most grills don't have this anymore, but it had a glass front. My mother was preheating it and I was shoveling off the deck so she would have room to go use the grill for it. And as wow. I threw a big shovel load over it, a couple of uh, snowflakes hit the top of it and made a little sizzle sound. And I was like, oh, oh, that's intriguing. That's a nice sound. I want to hear that again. So then I did a bigger pile of snow this time. Top of the grill, mind you, metal. Uh, trapezoidal yeah. facade, all glass. So I do it one more time. Ooh. Boom, on the top. Sizzle, 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 sizzle. Ooh, that's nice again. Boom. I do one more big one. This hits the front. And if anybody knows anything about thermal dynamics, hot glass, cold snow equals a shattered glass. Uh, so <laughs> oh. we did not have grilled food that night. And I was yelled and chastised. I was not as young as I should have been either. For this. <laughs> <laughs> We're really hoping this is like a six, seven-year-old Brian trying to help out. This is well middle school, maybe high school, Brian. Just okay. real, real dumb. Okay, so I, I don't know much about thermodynamics. So what is the... I, pay, pay, paint me the picture here. Was this a shattering explosion? Was it a caving in? Was it... Uh, think of it as uh, you've stepped onto the lake of, of frozen ice and it immediately mm -hmm. crystals and crackles all the way to the other side instantaneously. But instead of falling into the water, it falls into grates of hot fire. It sounds like That's it was actually happened. quite beautiful for a moment. For a moment it was until I had to really calculate and see what was going on. And oh boy, was, was I scared after that. I was like, oh God. <laughs> But you had, you had at least two dry runs here where you knew that some sort of chemical reaction was occurring and you kept pushing your luck further and further. And this grill was the glass front. This had to be a, a, fairly, uh, a fairly pricey uh, family heirloom uh, for the, the Ernst family. Well, it is not the most expensive appliance I've broken on my list today, so we will wait till I get <laughs> further. But it is the first one I will be mentioning at my number five. So who who discovered? Did you did you tell on yourself, or did oh, you perhaps try yeah. to like do a Ralphie? Of course he did. Of course he did. Are you kidding? It's Brian. This, this is a, a Ralphie uh, from the Christmas Story scenario where yes. a wintry accident happens outside. Some glass breaks. Maybe he runs in and says it shattered due to some act of God and tried to clear his name, but that never crossed your mind. No, I was definitely feeling, one, I was feeling very guilty because I broke something. But two, I didn't yeah. want glass in my steaks. So, like, I really mm. was kind of a little selfish in telling everybody about it. But Because uh, whoever was grilling the steaks wouldn't notice the shattered, the shattered window there? Well, I mean, you got I was doing my due diligence, okay? All right? I'm OSHA trained at this okay. point, hopefully. So who did you um, inform? Your, your mother or your father? <laughs> This would have been my mother. I feel like this would have been a weekday. So this is definitely my mother I was telling. Did she whoop your ass? <laughs> yeah, I got the scars to prove it. No. Because I would have whooped your ass. I think Did it was... The destroying my glass front grill? Like, I've never seen a glass front grill, but I'm assuming it's nice. I'm assuming it's something I want to hold on to for a bit. It like, was. Like, delicious food on it. It was nice. And then, yeah. 
Well, what was what was the backup okay. meal that was consumed? Oh, what was goodness. the real punishment you inflicted on everybody? I have no Brian's idea. Ass. I'm sure they cut <laughs> off a chicken's ass, put it on the on the stovetop, and because he was a dumb little yeah. bastard, we went probably, from ribeye you know. to rump roast real fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a softball, you guys. In the <laughs> they call that. So, uh, but. thank you, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that sound is going to sound like you hit an acorn with a baseball bat, not like a, you know, actually, what is that? That's a, that's a hammer on a drywall. That's not even a softball hit either. Can anyone do a softball noise with their mouth? I don't think anyone can. I'm not going to try. try. <laughs> <laughs> us, listening to us fail at that is not going to be a good entertainment, I don't think. <laughs> Uh, Mitch, Mitch, why don't why don't you why don't you take it from here? What what is a what is the fifth stupidest thing that you have done? Yeah, this is uh, this might. I mean, this is going to blow Brian's out of the goddamn water. I mean, like if this is a versus situation, um, I'd be pinning his number five within two seconds on the mat. I mean, he'd be out cold, the back of his head flapping against the hard canvas, blood pooling at the at the back of his skull. That's how much more stupid my number five is. <laughs> and my number five, the hall built to its fame is called the Wells Fargo Hall of the Beverage Arts. And this was when I was a, uh, uh, a senior in college at DePaul University. I got myself a, a Wells Fargo credit card because, you know, credit cards when you're in college, free money, yeah. you spend whatever you want on it. And I... And uh, I enjoyed myself uh, Margarita Mondays every week. <laughs> okay, reasonable. Oh, and Margarita Tuesdays. Uh. And Margarita Thursdays. <laughs> and, oh. um, yeah. Um, enchiladas, pitcher margaritas, karaoke, two to three times a week. Um, didn't pay off my balance. Just kept spending, spending, <laughs> spending, spending. Uh, like a little drunk ragamuffin, and I, I, I racked up a serious. Of course, it wasn't just margaritas, but you know, uh, th it was a good indication of um, how I was spending my money at that time. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, Brian, did you just say something, Brian? I was saying yes. I agree with you. You were being very irresponsible. How long did it take you to pay off this this balance? Oh, I think when I, oh boy, I don't know, maybe like a, a, a couple, of, maybe like a year or two or something like that. Cause it wasn't, thankfully it wasn't, you know, they weren't like here, take $10,000 of, of credit or anything like that. Um, uh, I actually don't remember, uh, how big the limit was. Cause I, I've since I closed the card a long time ago. Um, but I do remember that, uh, I did feel like I was, um, I don't know, like Dean Martin in the middle of a Vegas show every <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night, just like, hello, everybody, you know, like, who wants to hear the, whatever, the the gambler again, you know, uh, as I'm singing karaoke on my second picture of margaritas. We're missing so, the obvious question yeah. now. Why not Margarita Wednesdays? Yeah, what was going on on Wednesday? Uh, was that <laughs> Hangover Wednesday or Whiskey Wednesday? <laughs> the, I, 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 I think it was because at DePaul, Wednesdays was a very big day for night classes. You know, that, that classic six to nine. Oh, yeah. And so I think I was doing a night class then. And so I think for, for whatever reasons, Wednesdays was my 
in general, my day in college to go to night. Class. Wednesday so, was your take a water um, bottle full of vodka to night class uh, night. Which... Exactly. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, uh, was it water? Uh, I mean, maybe I popped a little emergency in there or maybe like powdered Gatorade vodka. In, and it looked like Gatorade, didn't it? Right. Do you remember I, your worst? I still failed the class. <laughs> I still failed the class. Thank you very much. So, I was going to say, yeah. do either of you remember your worst night class that you had to take? Oh, boy. Yes, I do. It was um, a banking regulation uh, central. Essentially, our, our teacher worked at um, the, the Chicago. You, you know how there's like a, a network of banks throughout the country? Yep. There's one in like every big city every so often. Is that central banks? What is that? Uh, reserves. Federal Reserve banks. There reserves, yes. 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 So it was a Federal Reserve banker, uh, but he was like an audit guy, and he taught the class. So super charismatic, he, best stories, rolling on the floor laughing. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, he wishes his mustache went from his lip all the way up to his nose, but it wouldn't grow that big. You know, it was like, <laughs> just a, it was a meek, it was a meek little mustache. Meek and stash. like, he had meek glasses, and, uh, and he was just, he'd be like, guys, you know what? When the Federal Reserve goes through its audit, it's got to have you know, 55% of its, uh, quote unquote, deposits on hand. And if that's not the case, and you have to go to your, you're just like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um, I, I remember he, he, he called me in one time or called me to his desk one time before a break. So you, you take a three hour class, you go hour and a half, you get a 15 minute break, you come back. I was about to go on break. He goes, Mitch, 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 come up, come up here and talk to me for a second. And he was like, hey, it seems like you're like not that tuned in. Or like locked into this class. And I was just like, uh, I don't know what to tell you about it. I, was, I, I wanted to say like, yeah, no shit. You're boring as fuck. Um, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just I'm going through something with a girlfriend right now. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know, things are all over the place. And I don't know if I was, but I just didn't want to tell the guy to his face. Like you run the most boring. Class I would rather watch grass grow period. than be here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would rather stand outside in negative five degree weather for like two hours at a time every day than to go to his class. I would literally prefer to almost freeze to death every single day than go back to his class. That's how bad it was. So I only asked because I had one of the most boring classes in my entire tenure there. It was one of the few classes I had to go all the way up to Lincoln Park for. So I am coming out from the suburbs all the way to Lincoln Park, two trains just for this one night class that was like two or three times a week. It was ridiculous. It filled some sort of weird requirement, but it was like game mechanics. So it was like kind of like in a storytelling writing class, but it was like the design of games. So it was like theory hmm. about putting together a board game and all this stuff and why games work. It was horrible. It was so out of my element. And we had this game that he would play where you could only make a move by emailing your move to him every week. And then he would make the change and we would see it. And it was some sort of like conquering mixed with battleship type thing. I didn't understand the rules. I didn't know what was happening, but it was a requirement to participate in this game. So for 12 weeks, I moved my piece one spot and then I moved it back every other week <laughs> just to participate in this. So I was like, I emailed him, like, put my thing on B6, send. And then I'd get it back. I'm like, put it back on B7. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it was like, I just hit the requirements. I did not understand how this game worked 
at all. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. Ugh. That's that's Ugh. atrocious. I, I actually enjoyed all of my night classes. Uh, there's a lot of them were in the loop. There was something romantic about riding the train down and seeing the everything lit up, and yeah, I felt like an adult for the first time. But there's You're talking one about the passengers day, who were high as hell on the train. Uh, <laughs> they were pretty lit too. up. <laughs> but uh, there was a uh, one night class. It was a once a week thing. Twenty minutes in the first day, the professor's not there. I'm like, all right, well, I'm leaving, whatever. And everybody's like, really, you're leaving? I'm like, yeah, it's twenty minutes. He had twenty minutes. Leave. Everybody leaves. Guy doesn't show up. Next week, we show up. The guy's there. He apologizes for not being there because he was on a plane and just like he wasn't even in the city. <laughs> yeah. And then and then somebody walked in ten minutes late and he chastised them for being ten minutes late. And we all started to chuckle, like we thought he was making a joke. But then he was like, No, I'm serious, you can't be late to this class. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. That's atrocious. And now he's married to uh, one of the students uh, in that class. Anyways, uh, Mitch, there was oh one final God. question. We need to, I need to score yeah. this round out, but I forgot to ask you, Mitch, what bar was, was this all at the same bar, the Margarita Nights, or was it different bars? It was, uh, it was all the same bar. It was Fiesta Mexicana on Lincoln, Ooh. which is now something else i don't i don't remember the name of it now it, it, i think it, it it caught a fire in like 2012 they had to yeah. redo it so, allegedly back in the day <laughs> back yeah allegedly of course uh but back in the day my friend mike adler and i used to love to do clay aiken's uh i am invisible karaoke together as as a duo wow. and so you'd leave one person up on the stage i am invisible I will just watch you in your room. And then the other person would, would work the room, maybe go low and then pop up at, at people's tables <laughs> on, on the line. I will watch you in your room and really try and uh, freak people out. So that was that was a great, great I've time. I've never but, heard this song in my days, life, and I'm so thankful. Three days a week. If I were invisible, <laughs> I would just watch you in your room. It's very, very creepy. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. All right. I I have to score this, and I'm trying to tell which of you dunces is dumber than the other dunce. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, Brian, Brian, Brian smells like a pile of clams. So you should. He's definitely dumber. Wait, no. Wait, I want more points. No, I'm dumber. That's what it is. Yeah. I I think in this case. Oh, I, Mitch, I'm I'm going to give you three points because I think this was poor judgment yes. in the extreme. And I'm glad you're owning yes. up to it now. And Brian, yes. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you two points because I think, although this is stupid, and you're a very stupid man for having done it, I think I can <laughs> I think I can understand succumbing to the temptation of seeing chemistry at work, the nature of science and astrophysics all at work, the wonders of the universe in front of you. Uh so Maybe I should give you more points. No, it's less. It's more. It's less. Anyways, we're going on. Brian, what's your number good. four? Middle is good for that. Good judgment. <laughs> number four, I'm calling the Brain Ernst College of Neuroscience. That's right. Mm. Me, Brain Ernst, on my fourth grade basketball roster. But uh, I call this the College of Neuroscience because this is the day I couldn't find my wallet on my first day back at work, I'm, a, I'm an adult at this point. I'm going back to a real place of business, and I made my sister drive me 
to a production where I needed to shoot because I was too afraid to drive without my wallet and getting pulled over. But- I was <laughs> 25 years old when this happened. I was way too old for this to be a thing. But uh, I was leaving uh, the first newspaper that I worked for, and I was going back to be full-time at the place I had interned before that. And I was like, cool. First day, I got this. I got an assignment. I'm going out. No problem. It is 45 minutes before I got to be there. And I'm going from the suburbs to the city. So I'm like, I need at least a half an hour on the highway to get there. And I need time to set up the camera because this is a uh, a press event that I need to film. So I need to get into the middle for the client because I need to tap into the malt box to be able to get audio from the microphone. So I'm like super stressed about getting a good place to see all this from happening. And I can't find my wallet. I can't find anything, blah, blah, blah. It's going. And I don't know why I'm having this meltdown. Like, I should have just gotten in the car, did it. And if anything happened, you can always look up somebody's license. It's not that big of a deal. But I was panicking for whatever reason. I'd never driven without my license before. And I'm running around with a chicken, like, my head cut off. My sister's like, do you just want me to fucking drive you? (laughs) And I was like, yes, please. So (laughs) she drives me to this thing. Leaves me there. I do the job. I come back. I don't know where we find it. I just remember feeling like that was such an unnecessary waste of being an idiot for no reason. And it was pretty, pretty, pretty stupid. Pretty, pretty stupid. It's not as exciting as thermal dynamics, but it is pretty dumb. So putting it out there. But it's, 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 it's meek. It's timid. It's naive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Chicken shit. Yeah. Yep. Chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> but is it? But is it truly dumb? That is the question I'm going to be pondering. Yes, I. Yeah. I hope you find. I mean, it should you be embarrassed? Yes. Should you be ashamed? Yes. Am I oh, embarrassed yes. for you? Do I have third party uh, embarrassment right now? Of yes, course. You do. Mm-hmm. But yes, you do. is it completely and utterly stupid? I we don't will know. have to find out. <laughs> We will After have to find match. out. <laughs> we will find out <laughs> right now. No, uh, <laughs> let's let's compare. Let's let's see what Mitch has to say on his number four. Yeah. Uh, my number four again, Brian. Like if 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 these were if these were two dogs that were fighting each other in an enclosed space, my dog would take your dog's throat out easily, real quick. Eat your dog's poop and then just gnaw off the the carcass or the, the, the skin of your dog, and just be the champion of the dumbest dogs in the ring by far. Because my number four is, um, if, if we're going by collegiate halls, this would be University of Minnesota's Mortuary Science Hall Ooh. of Young Death. Oh, <laughs> God. It's because, it's because this event happened in Minnesota when I was in high school. My friend Morgan France and I, we were in his Scion XB, I believe it. it oh, believe square, it square. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Oh. If you don't dance, it's not real. Everybody's got to dance. Everybody has to dance. There we go. Okay. Um, oh. So yeah. So this is all right. So so we got to we got to some sort of vehicular uh, transgression, which matches up in, in a way with Brian's number two. Brian, what was your number two? Moment. I'll only give you the title. I'll give you the details later. The title would be the Dale Ernst Hart Jr. Stunt Driving Academy. Okay, so we're back in the car. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you say Ernst Hart? I did. Oh, yes, of course. That's your last name. Sorry. <laughs> Oof, I forgot that. I was like, that's not how you spell Earnhardt. So, sorry, excuse me. 
uh, I think I just proved I am the dumbest. Right there. <laughs> yes. the dumbest. I just proved it. I win today. I win today. I'm the dumbest. And it's this is the one time oh. I won't be angry at your win. Yeah, it's well <laughs> earned, well deserved. Congrats. And now I have the full confidence of a dumb white guy. I love it. Okay, here we go. Okay, so my number four. University of Minnesota uh, Mortuary Science Hall of Young Death. So in high school, <laughs> I am I am in my friend Morgan Francis' car, Scion XB, boxy, boxy, boxy. car, four-door, boxy, very boxy. Seats five, pretty nice trunk, pretty nice trunk. Um, uh, terrible, terrible acceleration. Uh, low to the ground. Yes. Also, that that's key to know, low to the ground. Yes. And we are going from... Uh, Izzy's Ice Cream Cafe, which is where I worked in high school, mm-hmm. uh, with my friend Michael Short. And so we are racing another car. That's why we're going. This is the dumb thing here. Here it is 75 miles an hour down an alley. Um, oh, no, this is very, dumb. very, very stupid. Yeah. And I'll say, in that moment, I was not too dumb to realize this is terrifying. Um, I was not driving. I was a passenger, which makes it all the more terrifying. Mm-hmm. And you feel all the more stupid to be in, you know, to have chosen to get into this car. We were racing my friend Michael, who was driving uh, a coworker of ours, Lindsay, who he had a very big crush on. Um, and uh, so we were racing to Lindsay's house. That, that, that's where we we're going. And Morgan said, let's beat them. They're taking the main road, Summit Avenue. Let's take the alleys, just one half block north and so we went 75 down two different alleys and when we came to the roads it was just like hail mary mother of god and then no car and then the next alley Uh, oh no fucking terrifying and i didn't say morgan stop stop morgan stop never said it uh maybe because i was too busy filling my shorts uh (laughs) yeah with with the burrito I had for dinner, but um, even still, yeah, Ugh. very, very, very scary, very stupid, yeah, very stupid. So, oh, that is that's my number four. That is Brian. Can you oof. even top that? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. And also, when you come out of an alley in an old city like St. Paul, it's not. It's not a smooth. It's not a smooth alley. You bottomed out for sure. It's a. Oh yeah, we bottomed out like six times in two blocks. So. Yeah. Oh God. Saint Paul um, record. <laughs> I, I have mm-hmm. I have some thoughts, but I'm gonna let Brian go first, and then we'll I'll come back to that. But that okay. is a okay. doozy, sure. uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. What what do you got for us, Brian? What makes mine stupid is it actually caused property damage. So, Ma, the Dale Ernst Hart Junior Stunt Driving Academy is me. Backing into a parked car three weeks after obtaining my license. Oh. Yeah. So I was not reckless. I was not endangering a ton of other people besides my own dignity. Uh, I'm backing out of my driveway to bring a friend home, not paying as much of attention as I should. Should have been checking the rearview mirror, assuming there's no car parked in the street. There was a car parked in the street. So I smash into the car. We hear it sounds like I ran over a water bottle. And I was like, we both didn't look back. We just kind of hit the brakes and we just kind of like, ooh. 
put it in drive, pull off to the side, me come out of the car, freak and out. You, and you pulled out and you drove away. We did because it was my neighbor's house. Okay, I was like, good. well, I need to drink. I need to bring my friend home. I can see the lights in the oh. neighbor's house. They're all asleep. So technically I did a hit and run, <laughs> drove my friend home, <laughs> but came right back and sat on the couch with my head in my hands, oh. waiting for my dad to come home from the night shift. My mom's already asleep and I'm sitting there on the couch and there comes my dad in the door around 1130 midnight. And I'm just sitting there just repeating like, I was stupid. I was so stupid, dad. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like thinking I got somebody pregnant or I killed somebody or something. <laughs> and I was like, take a walk with me, dad. <laughs> walk out the front door. <laughs> so dramatic. And I just get the point and it's right here. And he was like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go in the house. You're going to write a letter about how stupid you were. <laughs> you're going to put it in an envelope and you're going to tape it to their front door. And we were going to deal with this in the morning. So I put it in a place that they can see it. Everything worked out because they were very nice. They came over and talked to me the next day. And their only sentence, their first sentence out of their mouth was, I'm assuming you don't want to go through insurance. <laughs> my answer was, you are correct, sir. Tell me what the damage is. And it ended up being everything that was in my savings account from eighth grade graduation oh. that I had saved. I had about $1,900 just sitting there waiting and I had to cash it all out to pay for their new door. Oh, no. So that was my first true experience alone in the Ford Windstar, the red minivan you all came to love. Cracked the taillight, never fixed it. I had to use all of my money. <laughs> I had to use all my money to fix their door. Yeah, pretty oh, fucking stupid. That is, this, this made me sad. This made me it sad should. for a little Brian. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I, because it's it's a horrible thing having to throw your hands up to the adults and admit you made a mistake, and then knowing that it wiped out your saving. But but you did the honorable thing though. You owned up. I to did it. what needed to be done. You yes. had you had the option to not tell anybody and try to ride this out, but you did the honestly, honorable thing. Honestly, the more I look back on it, if I didn't say anything, and if I could have bribed Kevin to keep his mouth shut forever. There, I mean, this was before anybody had ring cameras or anything like that. There would yeah. have been zero evidence that this was me, with the yeah. exception of the angle of attack. Pretty much could only have been from my driveway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, if Kevin, you know, I would, you I would it have gotten you, caught. It cost you 1,900. Kevin would have taken a, a grand in hush money, and you would have. You, know, yeah. you still yeah. would have come out okay. Still would but, have had 900 bucks. But, but you did no. the right thing. Now, we are Midwestern folk. We I'm, can't. We can't. We can't tell a lie. Brian, I'm proud of you that you're you. a good man and you were a good kid and you're an honest person. But that's not what today is about. This is about <laughs> utter stupidity. <laughs> and and I said I would come yeah. back to Mitch. Like this, this terrified me because I yeah. did some stupid things in in a car when I was a kid. Because you have that feeling when you're a teenager when you're invincible. And honestly, one of the things I worry about is like if if you know kids or you have kids or whatever you're like oh are they going to be as dumb as i was are they gonna because i i uh yeah. when i was a freshman i didn't even have my license as a joke i we i mean we did stuff like this a lot because we had nothing to do in roseville 
I drove somebody <laughs> else's car, like they left their keys in it. And so I drove it away and then they like followed me. And I, I, I mean, I didn't really know how to drive well. And I almost backed it into a brick wall. And I'm like, how was I going to explain that away? But that's not the most, you know, that's just something that pops into mind. But also, you know, thinking about yeah. endangering yourself and, and others and stuff like that. Uh, well, Mitch, this is real fucking stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I, I, know. Uh, it, I know. I, I got I to gotta give you I got to give you three points. You're going to win the stare down for the. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll you know be what? so happy I, to lose today. I'm like, but, I'm, I'm I will, hoping I lose. I, 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 I will say this, though. I'm proud of both of you because you're telling on yourselves. You're just, yeah. You're telling yeah. on yourselves. Yeah. You're not afraid to admit you've made mistakes. So I, yeah. I chickened out and am hosting the episode so I don't have to admit any of the horrible mm -hmm. things I've done. So in a way, I'm the mm -hmm. loser. But uh, also, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. also yeah. I have to score. This is a rare three uh three scoring round here because I have to score yes. Brian's number two, which was about four hours ago. So I don't remember or Brian's number four. Oh, the, four. the wallet. Oh, poor Brian and his wallet. Well, I, I can sympathize mm. with you because this is something I would do, but uh, I'm going to give you two points for that. And uh, generous. Then, then generous. We, uh, we, we move on to our number threes and Brian, you're up first. My number three is what I'm calling Brian's Dance Barn at the Learning Annex. So this is real dumb and real, real low on the totem pole because this is where I was in charge of doing the dishes. And this action is the next appliance I want to talk about. I was walking backwards from the cabinet as the dishwasher was open tripped backwards and fell and ripped off the dishwasher door. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 <laughs> this, this is a beautiful I, picture you're painting. I thought well, I thought you were gonna say the time I ran through a crowded dance barn in just a pair of Superman speedos for a shot, you know? That was for you're about to that say was here. for art. That wasn't stupid. Yeah. That had a purpose. Exactly. Had thank absolutely you. thank you. I'm glad yeah. you said that. I'm glad you said that. Yes. Good. We'll play that clip for an audio form only on this show one part <laughs> where you get to not see me run through the uh, party almost nude. But yeah. I am dancing backwards. I fall on this. All I remember <laughs> is hitting the door and then watching all the steak knives fall and miss my legs. It's Nathan's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> not a scratch, not a scratch on me. I was completely fine, but I had to watch a waterfall of steak knives. This is literally extremely terrible. When you first said this, all I could see was like me falling into a dishwasher and there being knives in there and me just, this is literally near my worst nightmare. <laughs> if I was uh, hip to counter when I fell, I would have fell on top of knives. But because I was far enough away from the counter, I fell on the farthest side of the door, just causing what was left over to spill out. This is not the worst part of the story. The worst part of the story is we had the most rare size dishwasher in the industry. <laughs> By the time dishwashers oh. were of normal size, ours was considered either a half or a quarter size of what the normal one was. So you'd go to the store, every single dishwasher would not fit in the hole for where we would have to replace ours. So I would consider everything out on the market would be a double wide 
you, the, you couldn't find it. So my parents were searching for weeks, if not months, to try and find a replacement. And once they did find it, the dishwasher with less capacity was twice the price <laughs> because of how rare it oh, was to God. fit in this space. So again, another tally. We talked about once how much we have spent in the films to save Matt Damon. This is how much I have racked up in appliance breaking <laughs> on my parents' credit card. <laughs> oh, Brian. You know, Brian, 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 this is, yeah, yeah, you, you dumbass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I hate to say it. I think this is, this is a clumsy. This is not stupid. This is clumsy, right? It, it's pretty fucking stupid, I think. Why? Why? There's no music playing. Why was I dancing in the kitchen? Some would argue this you shouldn't be dancing with music. And- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so this was just, it was a stupid decision to moonwalk in the kitchen. <laughs> I should not have been doing Oh, okay. That. All right. Well, you didn't say that. You were trying to moonwalk? I, I'm assuming. Why else would you be? What else dance do you do backwards? The lean maybe, back maybe that Fat Joe true. popularized in the early 2000s. <laughs> uh, that's our Perhaps. first Fat Joe reference on this podcast. <laughs> I was waiting for one. We finally got Perhaps. it. Perhaps the Bernie. You were pretending to be a dead guy, like dancing across the beach, and the, and there, then there you spill across the dishwasher door instead, you know? Uh, either way, I did spill across it, and it was oh. a nightmare. Well, it's, oh boy. It's, it's a majestic image. But how stupid is it? Mitch, what is your number three stupid moment? Again, I, I just, oh, man, I just, again, if, if our stupid moments were, I don't know. Um, what's another analogy I can make here? Um, kindergarten kids. Let's, let's say they're in kin- kindergarten together. Mine is going to eat all the glue and then <laughs> huff the markers and then just pummel your kindergartner with his fists and like and 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 the extra stuffed animals. You know, it's just it's just going to be no match. It's not going to be a fair fight. Mitch is on and theme today. Young death. death. <laughs> okay, <laughs> exactly. Yes, young death. Exactly. So my number three um, is called uh, DePaul's own the Memorial Brinkman Bridge to Nowhere. And you, you might say, how does this make any sense? Because what do bridges do? They tie places together. Yes. And so, and 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 exactly what this is about is, uh, I would order Thai food as a senior in college or in my first years out of college. I would order Thai food. You know, mm-hmm. Thai bridges tie things together. Yes, you're right. Yes, you yeah. we get so it. Yes. Very, very loose but obvious association. I would order Thai food late at night after I had been uh, imbibing too much of the uh, the uh, malted grains, if, if you will. Margaritas, um, if it was Monday, the... Tuesday, or Thursday. Mm, yes, it goes yeah. margaritas, yeah. Um, and I, 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 would, I would order the food. I would put on uh, a show, let's say Friday Night Lights. I would lay down on my bed. I would have that laptop warm and providing the entertainment right in my chest. puts me right to sleep. In the morning, I'd wake up to six missed calls from a delivery driver. I'd go down, fingers crossed, all fingers crossed, hoping that my bag of Thai food, sometimes two entrees and, and crab rangoon, would be down at the front door. Sometimes it would be there. Sometimes it wouldn't. 
Uh, but I, I did this at least, at least, oh boy, seven, eight times, I, I would say. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, just a freaking dumbass, just a moron. I mean, uh, that's, that, that's what, like $200 just frittled away, frittled away into the, into the night sky. Um, you couldn't just put so, your ringer on, pal? <laughs> it was on. It was I was going to say, hey, you, you clearly didn't uh, spend a couple years as, as Mitch's roommate when he's had a night of drinking and know how much sound it takes to wake the sleeping giant. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, is, it was. Yeah, so very, very stupid. Um, but I will say in, in some of those evenings where I, I happened to stay awake, maybe... Um, you know, uh, someone yelled like a, a big football play really loud on fr Friday Night Lights would wake me up and I would, you know, then be awake from it. And then I would hear my phone and I would go down and get the food. And it would be a glorious, glorious feast in bed um, along <laughs> with uh, Kyle Chandler, you know, uh, NBC star at the time. <laughs> but it was always dicey. It was I, I remember thinking like, oh, I should order this. But maybe I shouldn't. You know, maybe I should just eat the food in my house. But no, I'll order it and then I love I love that you call so. Kyle Chandler an NBC star as if it was the thirties and oh that they're tied to certain studios. Oh and and, and yes, we've just signed Humphrey Bogart to a seven picture deal at RKO Studios. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kyle Chandler. He he had been a CBS star with a uh, uh, morning, morning edition, early edition, early edition, early edition, early edition. The Chicago, early. the Chicago Sun Times is what he was getting. Yes, exactly, exactly. But but he he'd grown up into this incredible football coach, you know, character actor, and you know, and he just without him, Friday Night Lights would not have been. The show it was. I Brian highly, can't say anything about it. I won't. I just highly recommend somebody go check out. There are early editions on YouTube. I remember loving it as a kid, and I stumbled upon it a couple months ago when we were researching probably another one of these shows. I mm -hmm. I was astounded at how terrible it was. Oh, don't say <laughs> that. It was, I liked it at the time. I loved it. So if you want to keep oh. that memory of enjoying it, do not go back. And on top of mm -hmm. it all, I hear they are rebooting it, of course. No! Uh, yes. But yes. no one gets papers anymore, so what are they going to do? They're going to get emails a, to his phone? They're going to get a tweet. A newsletter. An email newsletter. <laughs> a, a TikTok from... Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's not going to work. Here's a message from oh. DNA Info about a guy that's going to die tomorrow around the block. Uh. Yeah. Oh, this is, that doesn't even exist um, anymore, does it? No, all right, this, as as with every time yeah. we bring up Kyle Chandler on this show, it's just depressing. Yeah, me. I'm going to score this there, round. Oh, uh, you can say three points, <laughs> Brian, for for being reckless in an area where there are exposed knives. I can only give you three points, as that is the height of stupidity. <laughs> and Mitch, on this one, it was dumb, but it was mostly drunk, so I'm only giving you the one point. Um, <laughs> uh, you're, oh god! Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to get much dumber in the next two. Well, oh, your god. your chance is up now because uh, Brian's uh, number two was oh, yeah. defeated in the stare down. So we're ready for your number Correct. two, Mitch. Sure. So one of the dumbest things I've ever done, and um, would be immortalized by this collegiate um, 
school of uh, learning, and that would be the Doherty Brink School of Non-Communication <laughs> Studies. Um, Doherty Brink. And, exactly. And that is, uh, this is to signify how I have been living in sin <gasps> for the past 24 years. What? Yes. Excuse in, me? In, oh, my. Yes. Yes, I have been. Yes, I have been. For the past 24 years, um, I have – oh, God, I just – I hate to admit it, but – so when I was nine years old, uh, or maybe 10, one of those, I entered into a consensual relationship with Jenny <laughs> Doherty. We agreed to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, um, lovely. I cemented, I cemented the love by making her a handmade hemp bracelet with beads on it that spelled out Jenny. Um, wow. That I gave to wow. her at a dance during a Backstreet Boys song. Uh, that is sweet. Um, that is sweet. Perfect. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we also did other things that couples do, like we used the phone to call each other, and we talked about um, maybe going to each other's basketball games and then realizing wow. that my game was during her family's vacation, so she never came. And then, um, so yeah, so we used the phone to talk to each other that one time. Uh, but it, we, but we've been together ever since. We never officially broke up. Uh, we, we never, <laughs> we never said we're done. So every single young woman that I have gone on a date with and or kissed and or done other things with, excuse me, I don't want to say anything more than that. I, I am a, I am a, you know, a, a prudent, um, you know, man. Of God, man. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you very much. I have been cheating on her ever since. And I don't know if I've said this out loud or enough, but I feel terrible. I've talked to my priest about it. Um, I've talked to my nun about it. I've talked to my <laughs> hot dog vendor about it. And everyone is in agreement that I need to set the record straight. So, Jenny, if you're listening, and I hope to fucking shit God you are, <laughs> we are done. We're done, okay? You haven't called me in so long. I sent you that Facebook message in like 20, 2009. Do people is that how people say two thousand nine? Um, sure. And, and I and I and I laid out. I laid out how I was upset. How when I was a senior in high school and I came to your house for a pre dinner or pre dance dinner with my date. Uh, uh, her name was Kate at the time. You didn't really talk to me that much. And your dad gave me the stink guy. And your mom served a, a, a crappy, uh, underheated <laughs> version of Cassetta's pasta, which I've been to Cassetta's before in St. Paul, Minnesota. They serve better pasta than that. So I just want <laughs> to send all that out to Jenny Doherty. I want her to hear that. And I want her to say that I'm done. I'm done living this lie with you. I'm done going against God. I'm done going against my priest, my nun, and my hot dog vendor. I'm ready to live in the warming light of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank you very much. That's all it. That's it for me. Thank you. All, right. that was, woof, woof. all of that was stupid, but oh. there was one detail. Did you say yes. you had not broken up with yep. this woman, and then you went to her yep. house with another date? You went I to did. her home with another woman and flaunted her in front of not her, but her family who had kindly provided you with some form of pasta-esque material. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't know we were going to Jenny's house. I was a guest of this young lady, uh, and and she said, we're going to someone's house for a pre-dance dinner, and we were driving on the way, and I said, oh, who's this, who's this person we're going to? She goes, and she said, I don't know. 
it's the date of a friend of a friend. And we pulled up to Jenny Doherty's house because as a young man, when you see your, your, your forever loves house, you never forget what it looks like. Um, One right with normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. And I said, is this Jenny Doherty's house? And she's like, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds right. And I went, holy fucking shit. <laughs> I'm still in a relationship with her. <laughs> Thankfully, the day of time, uh, wasn't too, you know, nonplussed about it. You know, she was like, eh, whatever. We'll still have a good time tonight. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yes, so you're, yes. so you're on you're a, right. you're on a date I'm... with a willing home wrecker. You don't do your research mm -hmm. to even mm -hmm. pretend that you care about the cheating and you flaunt it. And, Correct. oh Correct. God, the stupidity level here is off the charts. This is, this is, this is a three. This is the easiest three points I've ever given. This is fucking stupid. I can't. <laughs> Wow. And I yep. and I learned a phrase that I am going to use every day from now on. I got to talk to my nun about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's take down the patriarchy, okay, guys? Nun's got to hear go. this shit, too. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Good job. Yeah. Proud of you, bud. Well, this Thank is you. this is a key juncture in the show here, is that we've established... That you both are just fucking morons. <laughs> there's no question about that. But we have to figure out who's number one yes. is truly just the dumbest piece of nonsense anyone has ever heard in their lives. Uh, and uh, Brian, you have the opportunity to go first. Please just Nay. disappoint us all. The honor. Number one, I am calling Brian's Anatomy a class at the Ernst Hall of Medicinal Studies. Oh, dear. Now, this is a personal injury that was no one's fault but my own. In a moment of pure stupidity, when I was about 10 years old, I was driving my mongoose bike in the street when I wasn't supposed to. I was only allowed to be on the sidewalk still at this time. So I snuck out onto wow. the street without looking, and there was a pickup truck coming the other way. So I swerved back into the nearest driveway, missed, hit the curb, and the ends of my bicycle did not have rubber on the handlebars anymore, and they were just exposed hollow metal. Uh-huh. And I jerked the jerked the little wheel thing, and the tip of the handlebar jammed me in the dick, taking a chunk of meat out of my little head. What? Yes. This happened. I believe I was on my uncle's watch, so I had to walk home at the end of the block and tell him my penis is bleeding. <laughs> And he was like, didn't want to look. He was like, go to the bathroom, see what you can do. Tell me if I need to get involved. And I just, just remember viscerally looking down and just, you know, when you, you've picked a, you, you've picked a hangnail too far. Oh, Imagine no, that, no, no. that on the head of your penis. No. And no. luckily I was not sexually active at the time. It healed in an appropriate amount of time, and everything has been fine since. Yes, the mongoose incident at the Ernst Hall. 
of medicinal studies. Well, more than proud, boys. more than any other time on this show, and you know, give give me some credit here. I'm not a professional improviser or comedian, but I do my best on this program. Sure. So I've had my moments where I've lapsed a little bit, as I'm sure anyone yes. has heard. But more than any other moment in two years of doing this show, I have no fucking idea what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I I served turtle head meat and it was not welcome at the table ever again. Everything is good. I feel plenty fine to just hand the rest of this round over to Mitch. (laughs) I sure Mitch. How are you? Okay. Here I have a, I have a terrible joke. That's why you don't let a mongoose around a turtle. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Still mongoose hunt turtle. I don't, no, know. It was, I don't know. Put it on they, a t-shirt. We'll see terrible. if it sells. Well, they, 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 uh, they, no, they, they hunt cobras, snakes. So there's definitely, there was definitely That's, some comedy material oh. that we circled around and never quite landed on. Um, but Mitch, but let's be honest. Brian, Brian's not a, a snake charmer. He, 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 he keeps a little, just one turtle around, right? Just and he just kind of has it, and a little. It just has a little like fishbowl. It's a small little turtle. It kind of does its thing. I'm not a king of... cobra. I'm a gardener steak and 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 meatballs. If we're if we're gonna go with it, yeah. <laughs> no one ever. No gardener snakes don't have meatballs in their in their living areas. That's not something. Some of us, though, are all potatoes, no meat. It's 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 okay. sometimes okay. what happens, We've, you know. We're not going to find an analogy to save no nope. the story mm-hmm. about Brian cut breaking this. his cut dick. This, cut this, cut this, <laughs> cut this, cut, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh, um, hold on, oh, hold on. Uh, what if you put a little bit of no, no? I don't have anything for this one. Right. I have all enough right. to edit out of Here. this moment Here. already. All right, <laughs> all right, Brian. I apologize to your penis. I just want to say that's a real bummer, dude. I, that's a real freaking bummer. And I can't imagine you having to walk a full block back to the house where it's not even your parents. Like your mom is – everyone's mom is a safe space. Everyone's dad will be a little bit like uh, perhaps is the safest space or it's like, oh, what? Oh, uh, oh okay, buddy. Don't worry about it. But to have to go back to your uncle – and I know your uncle's not that much older than you, so he probably was like, ah, what? Ah, how do I? Oh, shoot. My sister's going to be real mad at me. I, I let a kid chunk off a piece of himself, you know? Like, uh, yeah. That's a bummer, dude. That's a real bummer. How, how close was the truck to hitting you? Like, did you really have to swerve back, or, or was this a, a, a child overreaction? Probably definitely a child overreaction, but like okay. going like full speed on the sidewalk to then down a driveway where there's a car parked right there and you're not paying attention. Then all of a sudden you see a car coming. So then you dip back the other way and then quick jerk fall. And yeah, if, that's what happens. Yeah, if this was like a, a Tarantino movie, this would yeah, have been can... this wouldn't have been a truck. It would have been a real boxy car with two stupid teenagers flying out of an alleyway. <laughs> yeah. All would have dovetailed together. Uh, yes. Anyways, Mitch, <laughs> what is your number one? My number one is absolutely moronic. I mean, I, I cannot tell you how stupid I was to fumble this opportunity. 
uh, I, it was it was a solid football made of diamonds in my hands, and I let it turn into a in, into a, into a big old gob of sand that just <laughs> right between my fingers. That's what happened in the situation. Let me set the stage, please. I'm in college. I have an internship at North Central Equity. Oh, beautiful, nice. beautiful mm. private equity firm. I'm oh, making yeah. buckaroos as a 19-year-old, 18 bucks an hour. Um, I'm getting lunches covered. I'm just, I'm stacking. That's in, that's in 2006 that. dollars. That's like, wow. exactly. that's like I'm 70 an hour that, Exactly. I'm stacking that mean green. Um, I have, I've got zero cares in the world. I'm working in the Marquette Plaza building in downtown Minneapolis. I am. I'm headed down to lunch one day. Uh, also, didn't have a lot of work to do either at that internship. They'd be like, "Mitch, you're doing a great job." And I said, "All right. Well, you guys haven't given me anything to do for a week, so <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that." Um, <laughs> I'm heading down for lunch, and I'm and I'm headed to to Brothers Deli, best corned beef. Just think of big fat sandwiches, lots of coleslaw and amino pickles on the side, a sides buffet to go with your sandwich. Beautiful, beautiful lunch spot. I'm on my way. Elevators open up. I pop out in the lobby. I'm sure because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm college. I'm a single guy. I'm, you know, maybe there's a a, a, a flashy sign that says, you know, um, you know, free money this way, or maybe there's a beautiful woman across the lobby. I take a peek, whatever. But then something that I let slip through my fingers through the revolving doors comes an absolute fucking legend. Hmm. I, I, I cannot claim to know a lot about his his career, but I do know that post him making all of his most legendary things, he he came he became famous by being on TV in a reality show. But through the lobby comes walking in all black, black hair down to like the middle of his back, a big bulbous forehead, big bulbous nose. Uh, sh- uh, button-up shirt underneath his blazer, open like down to the middle of his chest, is Gene Simmons walking through the lobby as a. I mean, I, I don't know how old he is now, but maybe he's sixty-two at this time, with probably you know a twenty-five-year-old or something. Just some real sad shit for his age. But um, and so walking through the lobby and it walks right past me, and I just stopped. I just. My mouth fell open like I was in a deep sleep snoring and just catching flies at night in my bed. But I stare at Gene Simmons go by me, and he looked at me just for a moment. And he didn't wink at me or anything like that, but he just did like a little, just like a little chin nod. Just like, "Mm." just like a little, like, I acknowledge you that you're there, but like, don't talk to me, you know? Like, don't, but I should have talked to him. I should have, I should have just been like, ah! (laughs) <laughs> just took show my tongue me, out or show something. Show me your you tongue, know? bro. Yeah, something like that. And uh, him and this and and this uh, young bottle blonde um, strolled past me in this big marble lobby, and they got into an elevator and they went up. And I have no idea where they're going, but I just stood there and I and I because like who, I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. When are you going to expect Gene Simmons to walk in like that? And I looked afterwards, like, why the hell is he here? They did not have a concert, so he was just in Minneapolis for some reason. I, I don't know why to this day. Maybe it was money managers. Maybe it was 
I don't know, lawyers. I have no idea. Um, but I, I still, I still feel like that is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Cause if I just said, Hey Gene, you need a sausage boy on to on tour with you. He would have been like, well, yeah, of course. And I could have, I could have been on tour with them for the next 10 years, just like getting their sausages or their bacons, like, like go fetch their breakfast, whatever it is. I could have been like the meat guy on their tour. I could have been, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I missed a big, big chance. And I, I could have easily stepped over from finance to high level rock, you know, and just like gotten in <laughs> with, with the legends. But, and, uh, cause also like everybody knows too, like kiss is, I mean, I'm just like, without a doubt, zero, zero debate about it. Number one, American rock band. <laughs> Number two, worldwide band ever. <laughs> Done, like easy. Number yeah. one band of all time is, say it with me, one, two, three. Spice Coldplay. Girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Whatever. But um, yeah. So I just, I, I'm just really sad. I, I didn't, I didn't start my career with Gene Simmons on that day. And uh, he's taller than you think. Um, I will yeah. say that. Um, but he's also softer than you think as well. So, Oh, not a hard body, mm -hmm. huh? Not a hard body. Not a hard body at all. So. Which is crazy because it says here on Wikipedia that in 2010, he has claimed that he has bedded over 5,000 women. Not bad for a non-hard body, huh? Well... Uh, that's what happens well, when you have a cash you know body. What? I'm, right? I'm, ah, so, yes. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go on record here and say that I've betted 5,001 women, and we have just as much <laughs> proof of that. So yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to... Sure. I'm going to score <laughs> Mitch first. I'm going to say, this is really stupid. It is very stupid that you did not talk <laughs> to Gene Simmons. But the problem with this scale is... Could you have done something stupider to earn you the three points in that situation? And the answer is yes. The stupider thing you could have done is actually talk to Gene Simmons, which is also a very stupid thing to do. So you just can't win. I'm Good sorry. Point. So I can only give you the two points. And then Brian, oh my God. Brian, you cut off a piece of your dick. It's three points. That's really stupid. <laughs> don't. Ladies and gentlemen, do don't ever, under any circumstances, remove any part of your genitalia. Don't do it. You get three points. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Brian didn't purposely cut off a chunk. He did not do everything in his power to prevent himself from removing oh, come, a part whatever. of his sexual I, I organs. Could, I, could, I could have worn a cup while riding a bike. Why did you pull the, pull the rubber things off your handles? I didn't. They wore off because I didn't use the kickstand. Instead, I would just let my bike fall on the ground because I was a kid. Sounds Who uses like you a kick poor. Sounds like you were poor. I don't know. Who uses um, a kickstand? You're not cool if you let your bike just sit there all upright. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well. That is that is the logic of a of a ten year old. Um, Thank you. I've, <laughs> I've tallied the scores here, and uh, Brian, being the fucking just complete dunce <laughs> moron that he is scored 10 points for being so <laughs> stupid that I could barely even wrap my head around it. 
And then Mitch just yeah. barely having the brain function of an ant that has been decapitated scored 12 points. So he is, <laughs> he is the supreme idiot of the Woo! day. Um, so he just woke up an entire holiday in. That earns a bonus point in my book. So then I, I guess we I guess we move on to the fast five, which I did not tease at the top of the show, but uh you're still getting one. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's the top five directions of all time. Ooh. Directions. Ooh. Top five directions of all time. Number five. Click here to reset your password. If I had a nickel for every time I've had to do this in the past year alone, I could buy the entire country of Aruba. <laughs> mm. Number four. North. The only way is up, oh. baby. And the number th <laughs> number three best direction of all time. That away. Give it some pizzazz. <laughs> the number two direction is the subtle and intimate yet infernally intense psychological warfare waged against a vast prairie backdrop in the featured in the film Power of the Dog, directed by Jane Campion. Give her an Oscar, I say. And the number one direction of all time. <laughs> Cut! And that's a wrap of this week's edition of Uber Cinco from the doltish doldrums of Berwyn, Illinois, has been... Brian Ernst. And from the witless and vapid streets of the Southport cor Corridor has been Mitch Brinkman. <laughs> and I am not dumb enough to insult myself. I've been Nathan Hennenfent. As Albert <laughs> Einstein said, only two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity, and I'm not sure about the universe. Alfida Zane and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah. Oh,